Well, it turns out that Pope Benedict XVI, may he rest in peace, did not agree at all with Pope Francis on the restriction of the traditional Latin Mass in the modo proprio traditionis custodis. As you know, Pope Benedict XVI extended permission for every single Catholic priest on earth, not just for the Society of St. Pius X, not just for the fraternity of St. Peter, Institute of Christ the King, for every Catholic priest on earth to say the traditional Latin Mass according to the books of 1962 and also the other six sacraments. In a tyrannical way, Pope Francis has taken this away and reversed it. And in a recent interview with Archbishop Gerd Ganswein, who is the sidekick over the years with Pope Ben the Sixteenth, probably recognize him there on the screen. It's a younger version of him. He has a recent interview. It's in German. I'm going to play it for you, in which he discusses discusses how Pope Benedict read Traditions Custodis with pain in his heart. Let's take a look at that video now. Die Wiederzulassung des Messbuchs von 1962 als Missale für die außerordentliche Form des römischen Ritus ist dann nicht so weitergegangen, wie sich Papst Benedikt das gewünscht hatte. Das hat er als Emeritus noch erlebt, als das Motto proprio Traditionis Custodes von Franziskus erschien. Hat ihn das enttäuscht? Das war schon ein Eindruck. So here he says, was he, he, he talks about how Traditionis Custodes reversed what Pope Ben XVI said, and then he says, was he disappointed? And here is what Archbishop Genswein says. Ich glaube, dass Papst Benedikt, also dieses Motto proprio gelesen hat, mit Schmerz im Herzen, weil er wollte ja gerade denen helfen, sozusagen den inneren Frieden zu finden, auch den liturgischen Frieden, um sie von Lefebvre wegzuziehen, die eben in der alten Messe einfach eine Heimat gefunden haben. Und ich meine, die alte Messe, wenn man überlegt, wie viele Jahrhunderte die alte Messe, also auch für viele Menschen einfach auch, die Quelle des geistlichen Lebens, Nahrung für viele Heiligen, kann man, nicht, kann man sich nicht vorstellen, dass das also etwas ist, das, das also nichts mehr taugt. Und auch nicht vergessen darf man, dass viele junge Leute, die also weit nach dem Vatikan und zwei geboren sind und das ganze Theater und das Konzil gar nicht mehr verstehen richtig, dass diese auch, kennend die Neue, aber dann auch die Alte Messe, darin eine, eine geistliche Heimat und einen geistlichen Schatz gefunden haben. Diesen Schatz oder den Menschen diesen Schatz wegzunehmen, also es ist dabei mir nicht, ist mir nicht ganz wohl. So, there it is. He talks about it as a treasure, that something that young people are attracted to, a treasure that was valued for centuries by so many saints. Why would you just take it away? Pope Francis, why would you take away the traditional Latin Mass? The language that Archbishop Gens finds there, he says that it was a turning point, a apex event for the pontificate of Pope Benedict XVI. He talks there, by the way, about Archbishop Marla, Marcel Lefebvre to bring people away from Lefebvre I'm not sure that I agree here with Archbishop Kerr on this point. Why do we need to bring people away from him when he was the one Archbishop who was constantly defending the traditional Latin Mass since 1970 until the very day he died? I think it's interesting, and, and I'm concerned here for Archbishop Gansfein. I've met him. In fact, I met Archbishop Ganswein just briefly um, before I was able to give Pope Francis a copy of my book, Infiltration. He, up until the recent death of Pope Ben XVI, may he rest in peace, Archbishop Ganswein moved between both popes and he served both of them. And I remember when I was at a papal audience sitting right there, maybe 15, 20 feet from both of them, just being puzzled by the fact that he spends part of his day with Benedict and then he goes over to Francis and then next Benedict and Francis and back and forth. 
And yet, these two popes couldn't be more different. How does that dissonance work out? And it seems now that Benedict has died, Archbishop Ganswein is speaking his mind, and is this going to get him in trouble with Pope Francis? As you know, Pope Francis is adamant. The Latin Mass is rigid. It breeds judgmentalism. It's not in line with the council. It doesn't have the freedom of expression that the Pacha Masses have. I mean, I'm surprised that Archbishop Genswein saying these things. Loudly, so close after the death of Pope Ben XVI. And will more come out? I know he's preparing a book, and the book will be released. Will more come out about the disapproval of Pope Benedict for the decisions, the motu proprios issued by Pope Francis? One thing I've been noticing, by the way, at least here in the United States of America, I don't know about the rest of the world, but now that Pope Ben XVI has died on December 31st, a lot of people, and I'm going to use the word neocons here, but that's probably not the right word. I'm talking about the JP2 crew. I'm talking about people who are very much attached to the 1980s, 1990s, moving into the 2000s, conservative pushback against the liberals at the Second Vatican Council, but are not traditionalists. All right, so, but these are people who pray the rosary, they perform and participate in Eucharistic adoration. Um, they have children who have vocations, but they're not TLM people. They're not trads. They're not rad trads. I think the death of that, let's just go back to JP2 movement. I think that that movement died with Pope Benedict on December 31st. We're moving forward. There's no longer this sense that, well, I don't really like Francis, but I got Benedict. He's somewhere in the Vatican in there, and, and that just kind of makes things all right. That thought process died on December 31st with Pope Benedict, and they will be buried together, uh, I believe it is uh, this coming 5th of January. Here's the question for you, and I want you to leave a comment below. I want to engage with you. Here's the question. Maybe I'll take some live questions right now. Here's the question. Will more archbishops like Ganswein and more cardinals and more bishops become vocal now that Benedict has gone to his reward? Is now the time that they will take courage, that they will put their chests out and say, yeah, you know, when Francis did that, that was wrong. Benedict didn't appreciate it, and I don't appreciate it. Young people found a treasure in the traditional Latin mouse. Centuries and saints were sanctified and blessed by the traditional Latin mass. Why'd you take it away, Francis? Why? You talk all about not being a legalist and not being rigid. But when you issue motu proprios that reverse what your predecessors did, it makes you, at least to all of us silly lay people down here who don't have Jesuit advanced degrees, it makes, it looks to us like hypocrisy to say that. Leave a comment below or in the live chat. Let me know. I want to go into the live stream now, into the live comments, and I want to ask you, have you seen this interview already? I can play it again, but I think you got the gist of it. Have you seen this, this interview with Archbishop Gansfine, and do you agree with him, and do you think that more will come forward? 
Well, here's Brenda. She doesn't agree. She says those pansies don't make us laugh, Taylor. Okay, so she's thinking no dice. Probably not going to happen. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Nana T, she says, I pray they will. Nicole says, this is the moment. If not now, then never. Kevin says, speaking as a Canadian, the description you gave about being a JP2 conservative but not trad represents my diocese. Yeah, I think you've seen that. I, it, it started to culminate in the pontificate of Pope Ben XVI, but it then began, it kind of became cool, like, oh, I like Latin Mass too, you know. And then once Pope, uh, Pope Francis came in in 2013, by 2016, 17, 18, it was like, don't talk about being traditional Latin Mass. In fact, I remember speaking at a major Catholic conference event, it's one of the big ones, and being told, hey, Taylor, we know you go to Latin Mass, but don't talk about it. That was probably around 2015-ish. So already under Pope Francis, it was no longer cool to be a traditional Catholic. Let's see. Diana, I bought your book, Infiltration, Taylor. Thank you so much. By the way, if you haven't read Infiltration and you want to know why Pope Ben XVI resigned and what went down with the red binders. I even talk, I think, about Genswein in Infiltration. Check it out. Number one bestseller. Uh, people over the, over the last couple of years have said, wow, this book checks out. So check it out. All right, let's get back into some of these comments and in some of these questions. I want to, I want to hear from y'all. Let me know what you think about Genswein, the Archbishop. Uh, Ryan said, what was said about Lefebvre? So uh, Genswein says that Sumoran Pontificum helped bring people away from Lefebvre. Let me see if I can find that part of the interview. Hold on. I think it's right about here in the middle. Let's see here. Put. Liturgischen Frieden, um sie von Lefebvre wegzuziehen, die eben in der alten Messe einfach eine Heimat gefunden haben. Und ich meine... Alte Messe, wenn man überlegt, wie viele Jahrhunderte die alte Messe, also auch sozusagen den inneren Frieden zu finden, auch den liturgischen Frieden, um sie von Lefebvre wegzuziehen, die eben in der alten Messe einfach picture of Lefebvre here. I think Lefebvre was a hero. Do I agree with everything that he said and did his whole life? No. But he was the champion from 1970, well, even before, if you read Infiltration, I talk about what Lefebvre did during the council. So 63, 64, 65, uh, the Ottaviani intervention, 1968, 69, Preserving the Latin Mass, Seminarians, Ordinations, 1970, all the way on up. I mean, he was the guy. We have traditional Latin Mass because Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre was defending it. All right, so back over here. What do you guys think? Do you agree with Genswein? And do you think more bishops are going to come out? Nana says, I can't see the subtitles. Oops, I, I thought maybe you could. Uh, mea culpa. Looking forward to your new book. You don't have to look forward to it. It's already out. There it is. Do, do, do. I think I like your haircut. It's an absence of a haircut. I've been, I haven't had it cut in a while. It's getting long. But thank you. Diana, I'm Croatian heritage. So many legit Croatians. I love Catholic Croatians so much. Walter says, he did a super chat. Oh, he says, SSPX is not in union with Rome. Yes, they are. They say they are. Rome says they are. Uh, does your new book talk about Revelation? Yes, it's an entire commentary on the book of Revelation. 
uh, Forever Vega. What about Garabandal? I've been reading and studying about Garabandal. I'm open to it, but not, not fully, not yet. The only reason I'm open to Garabandal is because of Padre Pio. Otherwise, it seems a little strange. Sophia says Lefebvre is a hero. I agree with you. Brad says bring back the beard. Maybe I will. Justin says, Doctor, I've been going to Latin Mass and it rocks. Here's a young person going to Latin Mass. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Sarmad, you're loved by the Chaldeans. Yes, I love the Chaldean Catholics with all my heart. As a matter of fact, I flew up to Michigan to hang out and meet with the Catholic Chaldeans and they were hospitable. They were prayerful. And uh, I love the Chaldean Catholic brethren. God bless all y'all. Pray for me. Joe Mama said, nice name, Joe Mama. Aren't you basically a prot? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh boy, we got some, got some naysayers in the live chat tonight. Uh, Sharia Free UK says, the amount of young people flocking to the Latin Mass is amazing. Yes, it is. Go to the Latin Mass, you see young people Teenagers, 20-year-olds, young families, babies. It's fantastic. And you also see those older champions who fought hard for the traditional Latin Mass, too. We need to remember that there's a lot of boomers out there who were rock-solid trads all these years, and we need to thank them and honor them. They're the ones that build a lot of these chapels that we get to go to. My Novus Ordo priest said we can't go to SSPX. As a layman, I respectfully disagree with your Novus Ordo priest. Petra, you look younger without a beard. I don't know if that's good or bad. Did you learn about the restrainer being blessed, blessed Nicholas from Father Wolf? I don't know what you're talking about there. Um, the restrainer is... Blessed Nicholas, tell me more, Christopher, I'm interested. Tell me more, I just don't understand the question. Sean Marie, my diocese offers zero Latin masses. I'm very sorry, very sorry. Momentum Gary, I received infiltration and antichrist and I can't wait to start reading them. Awesome, so happy for you, good job. Let's see, anybody got anything to say with um, Gary Gansfine? Maybe you're just joining in late. <sighs> Sharia, again, vindictiveness is worse than rigidity. I agree, but it's related. This is interesting. I've been thinking about it. Pope Benedict was likely the catacon. Uh, you know, I... I a few days ago, I did a video on Pope Benedict, and I talked about how he died on the Feast of St. Sylvester and how St. Sylvester was the Pope of Constantine. And the integration of church and state, empire and ecclesia, happened with Constantine and Pope St. Sylvester. All right. And we all know from the church fathers, and if you get my book, uh, Antichrist and Apocalypse, I talk all about the catacomb and who the catacomb is and what the catacomb is and Paul's epistle, a second epistle to the Thessalonians. You really need to check it out. It's very important. I bring in all the church fathers on it, not my thoughts, church fathers on it. And that integration of the church and the state of the empire is foretold in the prophet Daniel. When the rock of ages comes down from heaven, smashes the four pagan kingdoms, and then fills the whole earth. And there it says that the Messiah, the Son of Man, and his saints will inherit the fourth kingdom. What is the fourth kingdom in Daniel? It is the Roman Empire. The church, Jesus Christ, the saints, inherits the Roman Empire. And there is this integration between the Roman Empire and the church. That's why we're called Roman Catholic Church. You can read all about that theology in my book, Eternal City. It's on Amazon, The Eternal City. But I also talk about it in the new book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. You can get it in both places. So the very fact that Benedict died on the feast day 
of the the first imperial pope, the one who brought it all together with Constantine in the first uh, ecumenical council and the Nicene Creed, the first version of all that was Pope Sylvester, and he died on that day. So does that mean that there's something mystical here? Maybe. Maybe. It certainly strikes me. That's the very first thing I realized when I was like, today is St. Sylvester, when Pope Benedict died. Is it the end of an epic? Maybe. <sighs> BTF says, you can't do the Camino in Spain for lack of Latin masses. So disappointing. That is a bummer, isn't it? I guess you got to bring your own priest. BYOP. Tara C says, do you think Ensvine is just trying to save his place in the Curia now that his boss has passed? Maybe he doesn't want to rock the boat too much. Oh, Tara. Oh, Tara. It's the opposite. Did you just see the archbishop on the screen disagree openly with Pope Francis and then appeal to Ben XVI against the decision of Pope Francis? I don't think Ganswein's trying to save himself here. Looks like to me he's going out on a limb. I am Hassan, has sent me. Oh, I am, has sent me. Oh, I am has sent me. Got it. He says, will Francis resign soon? I don't know. I really doubt that Francis will resign. His health is not strong. Doogie now says, you are looking better than when I have seen you in the past. <laughs> Good to see. Thank you. Well, a big part of that is I have not been eating seed oils. It gets into your diet, you know, especially if you eat out. But I've cut out seed oils from my diet. And I haven't been drinking alcohol for uh, 80, over 80 days. So um, those two things have me feeling great and healthy. Here's an interesting comment. Will Genswein be silenced? Who knows with Francis? Who knows? He's kind of going odd here. Maria Jose Garcia Gomez says, Genswein's book will be a must. By the way, I bought your apocalypse, Dr. Marshall. Thank you so much for getting a copy. I salute you. And I think everyone watching right now, all 1,541 of you should go and get it. It's a number one bestseller. It's outselling the Protestant commentaries on the Bible. It's the number one New Testament book on Amazon. We Catholics are beating out the Protestants on the Bible. Support it. Get a copy. Oh, and by the way, the New St. Thomas Institute, NSTI, go to NewStThomas.com. We have open enrollment, winter enrollment right now. If you want to do the Bible in a year, Bible Catholic cheat sheet, um, I've made a video commentary of every book of the Catholic Bible from Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Yes, I'll help you through Leviticus. Numbers, Deuteronomy, all the way. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, all the way to the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation. I have an online class, a course that walks you through every bit of it. And winter enrollment is currently open and we're taking 100 new students. Go to NewStThomas.com newsaintthomas.com sign up and you'll get all kinds of bonuses and cool stuff for this winter so check it out if you want to do bible in a year with me it's not too late it's only the third day of january no problem you can catch up two days no problem if you want to read through the bible in a catholic way with the magisterium with the church fathers and you want to find mary in the old testament christ in the old testament the seven sacraments in the old testament the Catholic Church in the Old Testament, and then go through the New Testament and learn how to defend the faith, go to NewStThomas.com. All right. Lots of people have uh, signed up in the last uh, three days. That's great to see, and I hope more of you will sign up. It's like this, but deeper. Uh, Magaman, seed oils. Isn't extra virgin olive oil good for you? Yes. Uh, olive oil is not a seed oil. Seed oil is like... Uh, um, cotton oil from cotton seeds or rape oil 
rapeseed oil, those kind of stuff. That's bad for you. Crisco, bad for you. Don't eat it. Did FSSP ever get a bishop? Haha. Ha. We all know the answer to that. Bummer. Momentum Gary says, I feel horribly sorry for Gens Fine. He was with Benedict since he was a cardinal. He was with him till the end. I hope Francis promotes him to somewhere good. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I hope so too. But uh, his association with Pope Benedict XVI is so close. I don't really think that Pope Francis is going to promote him. Could be wrong though. Caroline, I just got your book. My husband is interested in this, hoping he will come back to the church after reading the book. I hope so too. Everybody pray for Carolyn's husband. Let's do a Hail Mary for him right now. Oremus nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tu Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pronobis peccatoribus. Nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, please bring Carolyn's husband into the church. Amen. All right. God bless you, Carolyn. Here's a great comment from Anthony. I'm 13 and I go to the Latin Mass every Sunday, and I think we need to go back to the Latin Mass. There's the youth right there. That's the youth. They don't want to go to Peter, Paul, and Mary Masses. Kumbaya. No, they don't want that. They don't want those felt banners. They don't want to see a nun strumming an acoustic guitar. It's not cool. Young people don't want that. Young people want Gregorian chant, Latin. They want how things always were. They don't want to feel like they're being sold a gimmick to come to church. Just be Catholic. That's what they want. Thank you, Anthony. Uh-oh, uh-oh, we got Klaus Schwab in the chat right now. I don't know what he's saying, but he's saying Burger King. That means don't eat Burger King. Bye, Klaus Schwab. I hope you find Jesus. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Blue glass, blue grass lever. How do I convince my parents to go to traditional Latin Mass? Don't convince them. Just invite them and then say, hey, for whatever the next thing is, for Epiphany, can we please go just one time to traditional Latin Mass? Or... For Ash Wednesday, can we please just go one time? Or for Easter, can we please just get them to go one time? Boom. Mark Schaffner, Sr., my Novus Ordo priest has incorporated aspects of the TLM into his mass. That's great. That's good. But we want to go all the way, in my opinion, as just a layman. Uh, have you been invited to view Benedict as he lies in state? Yes, we've all been invited. Uh, I'm just not able right now to fly over, though I wish I could. By the time I get there and get it all set up, I think I'd miss it. Let's see. Yes, uh, Jack says the Novus Ordo is so 60s. It is. It is. That's why young people aren't big into it. The traditional Thomas. I am 24 and a convert. Latin Mass is the only way. I'm telling you, these are the young people. This is the voice of the young people. Taylor Chan. I've been to the TLM, traditional Latin Mass in Hong Kong for a year. Really love it. Fantastic. Kevin Akletva. Will you have an episode on Medjugorje? No, because I just say I'm not into Medjugorje. Let's see. Diana, Latin Mass is much better. It's not wishy-washy. Scott Hagerman, the constant 60s Mass and the theology that flows from it is making my family consider orthodoxy. I wish Latin Mass would come back. Problem would be solved. Well, don't, don't go to orthodoxy. Go to Latin Mass. If you, if you have to move, and you can move, move, but... Becoming Eastern Orthodox is not the answer. And if you want to know why I think Eastern Orthodoxy is not the answer, I have a section in the back of my book, Infiltration, that explains why. I don't think it's the way to go. And if you do want to move, 
contact realestateforlife.org. They can help you sell your house and find a new home in a new place with traditional ad math school. Do your, re do your own research, but I love Texas. Everybody pray for Scotty. We got to get Scotty into a Latin mass, get his whole family into a Latin mass. Will there be a schism or schism between trads and uh, trads versus new Catholic? I don't know. You talking about new Catholic at Rorate? You talking about new Catholics? Don't know. Everybody always says there's going to be a schism. There's going to be a schism, and then no one ever does anything. Vigano and Gensfei need to team up against Francis and Supic. Tag team match in a steel cage. Francis needs a St. Nick right cross from Vigano. Well, I don't want us to have a little cage match, but we can pray. We can pick up our rosaries and get after it. Let's find out. I'm going to do a little bit more here. More people are coming. For those of you that come in, came in late, you can go back to the beginning and we talked about Archbishop Gerd Ganswein in a recent interview how Pope Benedict read the restriction of the Latin Mass by Pope Francis with pain in his heart. The German is with mit schmerz pain im in herzen heart. Mit schmerz im herzen with pain in heart. Literally, the German. See, I know a little bit of German. Just a little bit. Christopher Nolte. What are your thoughts on Benny Plenis? I personally don't think Francis' ele election was legit. JP2 candidation, definitely not legit. And V2 contains error. error. No absolute proof, though. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Benny Plenis are the people who believe Benedict XVI was filling the seat, plena, filling the seat, of Pope, that he was the real Pope, and Francis is an imposter. He's not the real Pope. He's an anti-Pope. Um, I've had Benny Plenist on my podcast before, and we've talked about it at length many times. So I'm openly, as you know, here on the, Doc, on the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast, I tell you my thoughts. I'm not hiding anything from you. So I'm open to it. I, in a way, would like it to be true. But the thing that keeps me from accepting it is that 100% of the cardinals in Rome tell me and tell you that Benedict is not the Pope and Francis is the Pope. Now, they could all be wrong, but as a layman, it seems to me that I have to defer to the Roman See and to the College of Cardinals. They are the ones who determine that and communicate that to the world. But I would like it to be true. This is why I say, but the language I use is Francis is the putative Pope. Putative. The putative Pope. The Roman See says he's Pope. Every single bishop on earth says he's the Pope. The Cardinal says he's the Pope. So we have to go and operate He's the putative pope. Now, if he's committed heresy and fallen from office, if there was something uncanonical or secret or occult that happened that made it uncanonical and invalid, well, then he's not. But I don't have access to those epistemological details. So that's, that's my take on it. Will Genswein team up with Vigano? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. My priest said TLM is a heresy and not to go. What do I do? Your priest is your priest is a heretic. How can he say that the mass for so many centuries, the mass said by Thomas Aquinas and Francis de Sales and the mass attended by the little flower, Therese, is heresy? What? What? Pachamama says everything. You're telling me, brother. You're telling me, brother. Brad, thanks for your work. Dr. Marshall, love your books and videos. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, moving here. 
Justin Jersey, I meant schism between trads versus Novus Ordo Catholic Church. At Vatican I say Pope can't declare heresy no matter what. Yeah, I think there's going to be eventually a division here. It can't go on forever. And, you know, you kind of see how things, you know, move apart. But with Francis, it's just... Ludwig von Beethoven, welcome. Beethoven, I do enjoy your music. I'm glad you're here in the chat. It's very awesome. You get the leaders you deserve. I, I hear you, Beethoven. I hear you, but I'm a dad. And I have kids. I got eight kids. I can't look at my seven-year-old and say, you deserve Francis. You know? You can't say to a victim, you deserved a pedophile priest. Like, there is, It's true that generally when you have a church that is against the moral teachings on life and abortion and contraception and usury and the social teachings and sodomy and all these issues, that yes, your leadership is going to be rotten. But we have to be careful. Not everyone directly deserves apostates dressed in wolves and sheep's clothing. I mean, a great example of this is the Curidar, St. John Vianney. That town was a bunch of hellions. They weren't living the Catholic faith. He came to town and preached and did penance and whipped him into shape. Did they deserve to have the patron saint of priests? No, they didn't. They didn't get the priest they deserved. So it's not always the case. Brian, will you have Father... Oh, here, Frankie up. It would be said that the unity of church comes from the unity of faith. It is not we who have left the church, but those who depart from the faith. It is not schismatic to flee heresy. Correct. Correct. And I know Frankie, he's a sede. Sede Vicantis. Of the sede probationist Casaciacum thesis. Uh, where was that question? Oh, here it is. Brian. Will you have Father Ripperger back on? Yes, he's coming back on soon. Matthew Schmidt, isn't it dangerously to believe Pope Benedict says he is against what Pope Francis has said about the TLM movement? We have no evidence. I don't fully understand the question, but what Pope Francis has said about the TLM movement is wrong. Not infallible. Totally disagree. Chris Salda, what is your opinion on the neo-catechumenal way? I don't like it. And I don't like it because their liturgical customs claim to be ancient and patristic, and they're not. Um, like having mass on a little table and all that. Breadcrumbs going all over the place. Um, just not into it. I'm a traditional Latin mass guy. Funeral mass is on January 5th. Very good, yes. I think I said that earlier, but thank you for confirming. When will you have Kennedy back on? I will. Love Kennedy. Can you have scented candles blessed like on Candlemas? I think so. Not sure. Super chat from Flip and Eleanor. Flip and Eleanor, please sign the open letter petition to Jorge Moria. Uh, Mario Bergoglio to restore the traditional Latin Mass and end Vatican II heresy. God bless all. Do it. I encourage. Okay, people, go sign it. But petitions don't work with bishops, and they certainly don't work with popes. They take your petition. Like, oh, it's really nice. I mean, there's this round filing cabinet. Where is mine? Mine's gone. Called a trash can, and that's where they put it. You see, they don't really care what lay people think. They're not politicians. They're not running for mayor or governor or president where they need your votes. They really don't care. They talk about, oh, we're so pastoral, pastoral this, pastoral this. But if you say you want traditional Latin mass, they're just going to take that piece of paper and they're going to throw it into the circular filing cabinet, which is called the trash can. Sentinel of Fortune quotes Frankie. 
It is not schismatic to flee heresy. Beautifully summed up. Totally agree with Frankie. Totally agree. Catwoman 65, traditional Latin mass here too. Awesome. Uh, Latin mass for Pope Benedict XVI's funeral. Are you crazy, Joan? There's no way they're going to have a Latin mass for Pope Benedict XVI. Moreover, Pope Francis is going to be the one celebrating it. It's not going to be a traditional Latin mass. In fact, they already announced that the gospel won't even be in Latin for the first time in, I don't know, six, 1,600 years. It's all about destruction and overturning the Roman right, and it's disgusting. The church now resembles U.S. politics. Sadly. Sadly, yes. Twee girl. They'll, the bishops, care if we starve them of cash. Yes, that's true. But guess what they've also done? Is they now use Catholic charities and all these other groups to get grants for the government for immigration. And that's a big part of their budget. So they're like, ha ha, we don't need your pew money. We'll get money from the government. HNA Patricia, what do you think about Monsignor Lefebvre? Love him every single day. Love me some Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre. Moving through, some of these questions are repeated. Also in Netherlands, no TLM. I don't think that's true. There is traditional Latin Mass in the Netherlands. I'm almost certain about that. I've talked to people who've gone to it. Anyone in the live chat or in the comments below, is there a Latin mass in the Netherlands? Pretty sure there is. Carlos Chavez, to draw them away from Marcel Lefebvre. So that was indeed the intention. Absolutely, Carlos. That's not a secret. They definitely want to draw people away from Archbishop Lefebvre. MK Ultra says, almost seems like the motto of Nobis Ordo Caticon is along the same thread as Solvate Coagula. Yes, Solvate Coagula is the tattoo on Baphomet's forearm. It means to dissolve and re-coagulate, to reassemble. That's what they want to do. They want to destroy Christendom, destroy Christian culture, and then reassemble it in a new world order, which is Freemasonic, atheistic, and secular. Did Pope Benedict have any influence on his funeral service? I doubt it. I doubt it. Biden would never agree to come on Taylor Marshall. <laughs> oh, I know he wouldn't. Garlic bread 62. Do you think there's hope for seminarians outside the TLM only orders to offer the mass? Ever since Francis and Traditions Custodes, I would say my own opinion is there's not very much hope. No. Mabinomit says, so what's the solution? This is all very sad. You know the solution, and the solution is pray your rosary every single day. Find the traditional Latin Mass. Read the Council of Trent. Read the Catechism of the Council of Trent. Don't read heresy. Read Orthodox Catholicism. We're just lay people. We're not cardinals. We're not bishops. We have to be holy. Terrence McKeegan coming in with some fire. Benedict is exactly what he told us he always was and remained to his dying day a progressive, which means a modernist. He said he always was and remained a progressive in Last Testament in 2017. It's a good point. I mean, we think of Ben the 16th as a arch conservative, God's Rottweiler, in 2023. Because Pope Francis is so far out in the left. But in reality, if you compare Ben the 16th to Pius the 10th, he is progressive. He is very liberal on many things. 
he is a fan of the Second Vatican Council. And to be honest, he never said the Latin Mass when he was a Pope. It wasn't like he was really, I mean, it's true, he did provide freedom for all priests, but he himself as Pope in his person never did anything publicly at least to promote um, or to say that his own spirituality was rooted in the traditional Latin Mass. In fact, I've asked around and when Pope Benedict XVI was saying Mass before he died, he was saying the Novus Ordo. So uh, Terrence McKeegan here has a good point. Here's another uh, difficult perspective from Mad Max 31. Benedict abandoned his flock for fear of the wolves. As you know, when Benedict took the papal office, he said, pray for me that I do not flee for fear of the wolves. And uh, I think he was afraid. I think that's part of the reason why he resigned. Breaking trad, I've made a New Year's resolution to only read the doctrine of the church writing in Old Catechism, starting with St. Peter Cantius Catechism. Good. Fantastic. I love it. But you know what you should do? You should also read the whole Bible. Got to read the whole Bible. Diego, Dr. Taylor, how can how to deal with my mom who won't agree with Catholic faith? She is a spiritist. You got to just pray and fast. Pray and fast, skip meals, offer up the pain and suffering and the weakness and the headaches for your mother, and then pray rosaries for her many a week. Ask God for the victory. Carolyn Kimberly, Benedict did say the Latin Mass and he gave communion on the tongue. He did give communion on the tongue. He also gave communion on the hand. Um, I am pretty sure I would love to be wrong on this. Please, Internet. Please, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, prove Taylor Marshall wrong. Please, I want to be wrong. Um, but I'm almost certain that when, as a Pope, Benedict never publicly in front of people or cameras ever said a Latin Mass. Maybe he said one privately. Um, but there is no public record of Ben the Sixteenth uh, celebrating the traditional Latin Mass as Pope. I would love to be wrong on this. Please disprove me, Carolyn. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I am. Mm -hmm. Soren Kierkegaard. Welcome, Kierkegaard. A famous philosopher has entered the chat. He says, I had a dream last night that Benedict needed Genswein's help to hold his crozier like Moses, but that unlike Moses, he dropped his arms. Oof. Oof, oof. Are you trolling us or did you really have that dream? Is the seat of Peter now empty? If you're a Benny Plenis, dogmatically, the answer would be yes. If you're a set of Acontis going back to the last Pope being Pius XII in 1958, the answer is yes. Um, if Francis is duly elected and you receive the moonus of the papacy, and he hasn't lost it through heresy, then he's still the Pope. Lots of ifs and questions that I don't have the answers to. Wish I did. Wish I did. It'd be really convenient. Pope Benedict XVI prayed a Latin Mass for JP2's funeral. No, he did not. No, he did not, John. That was Nova Sordo. Now, Latin has been used in the Novus Ordo Mass, but we're saying the traditional Latin Mass, the 1962 Mass or older. That has not been not been done. Another perspective here that we haven't explored is that Archbishop Gerganswein is part of the Psyop or fifth column. Anybody want to go in on that? I'm not saying that. I'm just surprised no one's come in on that yet. Al Swan, we have three young men from our apostolate at Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest Seminary. Thanks be to God. Praise God. Pope Benedict XVI offered the Latin mouse. I have the video. Joan, hit me up. 
hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. I want to see the video of Pope Benedict XVI offering the Latin Mass because I have not found it. I hope you have it, Joan. Bring the goods. Or if that video is on YouTube, Joan, link it in the live chat right now. We can all watch it together. Joseph Potter. Why is becoming Orthodox not an option? Because the Orthodox Church is not united to the Apostolic See. Period. It is a Roman Church. It is sustained by Peter. It is built upon the rock, the Petra of the Petrine office. Orthodoxy has, and then everything people are upset about with Benedict, orthodoxy has. Synodality, orthodoxy has it. You want synod of synodality, go to orthodoxy. You want contraception, go to orthodoxy. You want divorce and remarriage, orthodoxy has that too. And then all the infighting and the ethnic elements. For example, the Russian Orthodox are in schism and excommunicated the Greek Orthodox, so on and so forth. It is theologically divided. It is divided along ethnic lines. And the things that people are so upset about with Francis, namely synodality, uh, abortion, and divorce and remarriage, the Orthodoxy have already, have already um, I'm sorry, I said abortion, I meant contraception. Um, the abortion, uh, the uh, Orthodox have already um, have gone there. Carol Phillips, the Latin Mass could have been the Novus Ordo in Latin, as you said, not the same thing. Yes, maybe some people are 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 seeing that, and maybe they're thinking one thing when it's not. That might be the very very much the case. Thank you for that. Thank you for the super chat. Cats in the cradle. Appreciate you. God bless. Yep, the orthodox and contraception is not good. Um, it's flagrant. It's absolutely flagrant. Aaron Stevenson, we also have the old believers. Yes. Miles, Natalie, as if Catholicism isn't divided. The irony watching this video, reading the chat. Uh, yeah, uh, there's definitely division in Catholicism. No, I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'm not claiming that it's not. Why, uh, why is the Orthodox Church called the Orthodox Church, even if the Catholic Church is the true church? Orthodox means following correct beliefs even though the Catholic Church is true. Well, it's just the name that they apply to themselves. You know, it's like in the movie Elf, where they say, world's best cup of coffee. They get to claim that. Like, there's no, like, internal database that came down from God that gives us that word. It's just their own claim. Oh, this is a good one here from Kia. Lightning struck the Vatican on February 11, 2013, when Benedict announced his resignation and he dies on the feast of Pope St. Sylvester. Something afoot is in the spiritual realm. Boom shakalaka. I agree with you, Kia. I think this is significant. As you know, I'm not one of the podcasters who gets all dogmatic on the speculations. I hope you appreciate that about me and my podcast. People say I'm like a real crazy conspiracy theorist. I think if you watch me for more than four or five shows, you'll see I'm actually very sober and careful on all of these things. So yes, I see the lightning strike. I talk about it in the book Infiltration. Yes, I see him dying on the Feast of St. Sylvester, the first imperial pope who brought Constantine in union with the church. I see all that. Do I know what it means yet? No. Is it significant? I believe it is. And I think these are signs from heaven. 
God has not abandoned us. There are signs. David Stone, St. Peter, buried beneath the high altar in St. Peter's Basilica. If you go on tour of Roman Cemetery, you can see his burial vault. Absolutely, I did it as a Protestant. And I was very moved to see the bones of St. Peter. And that same day, I was able to go to Mass with Pope Ben XVI, and that was the moment I became a Catholic in my heart. I still had to go through the process, but that's when I was convicted. And I knew if I did not become a Catholic and enter into union with the Pope and the Apostolic See, I would be damned forever. It is the Ark of the New Covenant. Joe Burns clarifies, I watched the funeral myself of JP2. It was the Novus Ordo. I thought so. I thought so. So I'd love to be disproven. Moving along here. Name taken. Thoughts on Archbishop Sheen writing a letter to my mother in 1978 telling her Jesus never said the Latin Mass and stay away from the SSPX. Was that your mother who got the letter? Because I have seen a copy of a letter from Archbishop Sheen saying stay away from the SSPX. I didn't know he said that Jesus never said the Latin Mass. I mean, that's technically true, I guess. Um, Jesus also never said the Novus Ordo, though. <laughs> um, interesting if that's your mother I've seen that letter by the way and it's interesting that if you're the son of that woman that's very great great to have you on the Taylor Marshall podcast tonight um, yeah I mean Archbishop Fulton Sheen had a lot of great stuff I've always said that black and white Archbishop Sheen is better than the Technicolor Archbishop Sheen when he's in the black and white days he's really solid and good when he's in the full color Later on, whenever, whatever years that is, probably the 1970s, 60s, 70s, he's not as hard-hitting as, the, as the, the previous black and white Fulton machine. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not... Uh, my, uh, my beliefs aren't shaped by Archbishop Sheen. So, I don't want to do the no sort of. And remember, you know, when you're in the... I don't know what year Sheen died. Let me look it up. What year did Sheen die? Let's get to the bottom of this. Archbishop Fulton, 79. I was one year old. Uh, Fulton, she died 79. So, yeah, I mean, he nine years of the, of the Novus Ordo. And a lot of these are a lot of these bishops and priests thought they could make it work. They were only nine years in. I mean, think about it. We're like nine years into Pope Francis, so the distance of Pope Francis to us now, of him being being elected, is the distance of people from the Novus Ordo to the death of Sheen. I think if if Archbishop Fulton Sheen were alive today in twenty twenty three, he'd be all in on the Latin Mass and not so all in on the Novus Ordo. That's my take. Why isn't The Chosen okay to watch? It's just cringe. Uh, the acting is not good. It shows Mary in pain and childbirth, I was told. I've also heard it shows Mary sinning. Um, yeah, I've watched a couple episodes and I was just I was just cringed out and I just couldn't watch it anymore. And I just told my wife, hey, we're not doing Chosen and don't let the kids watch it. Yep. I don't know. What do you, do you guys think Chosen is cool? I don't. Not a fan at all. On aesthetic and theological reasons. Nana T. Hey, Nana. I grew up watching Fulton Sheen live on little black and white TV. Praise God. See, she was getting the straight up black and white. Flippin' Eleanor's back. Oh, no, it's someone else. Potter Noster. Father Ripperger has an eight-minute video on the SSPX. I know he does. But you know that water's been under the bridge since then. Eleanor's back with a super chat. She says, about 90% of my church receives the Eucharist on the hand standing up. They say 70% of Catholics don't believe in transubstantiation. How can I talk to my Vatican II church? to go back to tradition. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. 
especially when the priest is telling them to receive standing and in the hand, what are you going to do? You're going to say, no, father's wrong. I'm right. And try to fight that battle. It ain't going to work. You just got to migrate, make the great Catholic migration and come to the traditional Latin mass and invite people to go. I wouldn't try that battle between, um, between the Novus Ordo priest, pastor, and the people. Joshua Del Woe. Hey, I have a newborn baby on October 7th, 2022. By the way, that is the Feast of the Holy Rosary. Big win. I hope you name that baby like Rose or Rosario or something. Rose, Rosary. Pray your rosary every day. October 7th, Feast of the Rosary. Also, uh, the day I founded the New St. Thomas Institute in 2013. That's our anniversary day for the New St. Thomas Institute. What are your thoughts on normal vaccines for newborns? Two thumbs way down. Do not keep... That baby has an immune system created, wonderfully created by Almighty God. An immune, let me repeat that, an immune system fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You're going to stick needles in all kinds of chemicals and metals and egg yolks and fetal tissue and all that into your baby, a newborn. H to the no. Mike Farrar, are you doing Exodus 90 this year? Um, we'll see. I think so. I kind of I kind of did Exodus 30 for Advent. It was good. Sam says, no blank. Bro, that's dangerous. Pfft. Strongly disagree. Super strongly disagree. Daffodils Tang weighing in with me. Thank you, Daffodils. Did Malachi Martin predict it all? <laughs> it seems like it, doesn't it? it? Seems like it. Oh my goodness, we've been going in an hour. I got to sign off. Okay, everybody, thanks for watching. Oh my goodness, an hour. That was fun. That was fun. All right, as I mentioned in the show, check out the new book, Antichrist in Apocalypse. Um... If you want a signed copy, go to patreon.com forward slash dr. Taylor Marshall. Patreon.com forward slash dr. Taylor Marshall. And make sure you like this video. Give it the thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. I am going to be coming back to talk about Archbishop Vigano and what he's been talking about. That's very important, especially in relationship to Pope Ben XVI. And I think the number one thing that I could tell you, two things... Um, if you want to do Bible in a year with me, let's do this. All right, let's do it right now. You need to go over to newstthomas.com. All right, today's January 3rd. You can easily catch up. You're just behind two days. Let's get going. All right, we're taking on 100 new students. I'm going to give you all 10 new certificates. We're doing a whole new certificate and course on apocalyptic studies where we'll be discussing the book of Revelation, First Enoch, uh, deuterocanonical books, apocryphal books, and all things related to the eschaton, the catacomb, the restrainer, Catholic end times, all that stuff. That'll all be included when you do the Bible in a year over at NewStThomas.com. So I really want to encourage all of you to get after it. And you're not, you need a plan. Okay. I'm giving you a plan. I'm giving you a way to accomplish it. And I'm giving you a video for every book of the Bible to walk you through it. I'm literally taking you by the hand for the next 363 days and I'm walking you carefully. And you're going to do it. I have led hundreds of people to read the entire Bible, to memorize and know chapter and verse, the main verses when I'm talking to atheists, evangelicals, Jewish friends, Muslim friends. Let's do it. So go to NewStThomas.com and sign up to take the online courses. NewStThomas.com I also want everyone, please, to pray a full rosary 
for Pope Benedict XVI. Can you do that? Can you pray a full rosary for Pope Benedict XVI? Five decades. Please consider it. Right now, there's 2,000 or so of you on this live chat. If we could get 2,000 rosaries, if he's in purgatory, he really needs that. Now, if you're a priest, say a mass for him, but I'm not a priest and y'all likely aren't priests. We can pray rosaries. So let's pray a full rosary for Pope Benedict XVI. Will you agree to that? And make sure you pray the rosary every day in 2023. The rosary every single day. If you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. I got to keep on saying it. Our Lady came down from heaven to Fatima, Portugal, and asked you to pray the rosary every day. Are you going to or not? It's a decision you have to make. Am I going to pray the rosary every day? Five decades every day. If you don't pray the rosary every day, you're not on this team. And don't go and complain about the church if you're not praying the rosary. Well, don't complain anyway, but you know, don't be hypercritical if you're not if you're one of the ones not even praying the rosary every day. Like that's our bare minimum buy-in as Catholics to fight the infiltration, to fight the corruption, to fight the sodomites and the pedophiles and all this nasty stuff that's infiltrated into our church. Hit the beads, pray the rosary every day. All right, good. And until next time, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless, Godspeed, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.